You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's here, ready to go on this Monday. You can be part of the festivities. You can dial us up, email, tweet, all the above. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. We will give you ours a little bit later on. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Say good morning to our streaming partner, Peacock. Download that app. You can watch for free all three hours and our radio affiliates around the country. Rams at the Niners coming up tonight. The Rams a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Chiefs roll. Packers handle the Seahawks. Cowboys trounce the uh, Falcons. Patriots look like a playoff team. Washington surprises Tampa. We'll look at the college football scenario as well as the rankings will come out tomorrow. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Go to danpatrick.com. Make sure you pick up the 2022 calendars, T-shirts, hoodies. We uh, have Dan Patrick Show puzzles, pennies, bang biscuits. Uh, We got Todd's uh, limerick greeting cards. We got you set for the holiday season. All available at danpatrick.com. Didn't take long for all those Cam Newton memories to flood back for Carolina fans and most NFL fans as well. First play. Since signing last Thursday, Newton runs in for a touchdown. Second play, throws for a touchdown. He took off his helmet at one point when he got in the end zone and said, I'm back. And he got a penalty on the play, but that's not the point. You know, who knows if he can produce at a high level, consistent level. But you rough up the NFC leading Cardinals in Arizona. And I know they didn't have Kyler Murray, but they didn't have Kyler Murray when they went to San Francisco and won. The Panthers winning this one. They're now 5-5. Five and five. They're in the playoff picture. Just about everybody. There's probably four or five teams who aren't in the playoff picture right now. We'll see what Cam can do the rest of this year. He's 32, only 32, but maybe he's an older 32. And the Panthers seem to be open to anything at quarterback. They've already picked up the second year with Sam Darnold, and Sam is out. But here's Cam, who a week ago was watching football. But to see him suit up and then... Next opponent's going to be his former coach, Ron Rivera, and the Washington football team. All of a sudden, the Panthers have become a whole lot more interesting. That's one of those scores where I'm not watching the game, and then you see the score and you go, I'm going to watch the game now just because I was curious how Cam was going to look. But Arizona getting blown out by Carolina, pretty amazing. There's usually, as I say every week, two or three games where you go, how is that possible? Washington beating Tampa Bay did not surprise me. I said last week, eventually Washington will play a really good game. And they did. Tampa didn't play a good game at all, but Washington played well. Now they may lose Chase Young for the rest of the year, and they're not a good team. But Carolina winning in Arizona, that one surprised me. Uh, what's the poll question we're going with, McLevin? Okay, as always, we're going to start very negative mm. and do worst loss of the weekend. You've already mentioned maybe a couple, but we'll start with college. Texas losing to Kansas, Oklahoma losing to Baylor, the Bucks lost to Washington football team, the Chargers lost to the Vikings. I don't know if you think that belongs on there. That's another one of those games. The Vikings are one of those perplexing teams that I watch and I go, I don't know if they're good or not. And then the Chargers. I don't know if they're any good or not, because they're supposed to be. The Vikings don't go away, and they put a lot of pressure on Justin Herbert. But you're watching. Kirk Cousins plays well on the road. 
And his quarterback rating, like five or six consecutive games, is over 100. He's really good on the road. And it's not like you tune in and go, I expect him to be good. We're almost still surprised if he's good. But the Chargers, like, do you want to play with the big boys? you got to win these games. So that one surprised me a little bit. Who else, McLeod? Uh, the Browns. Yeah, that one surprised me a lot. Is that more like a great win for the Patriots, or do you come away from that being like, oh, the Browns are in some trouble? Uh, both. I think the Patriots are a playoff team. Said that at the beginning of the year. I thought they were a 10-win team, and they seem to be figuring it out a little bit here. Um, but, you know, what happened with Cleveland? I mean, you just, come on. You go down the field, have this unbelievable drive, touchdown, and you're thinking, okay, man, Browns looking good here. And that was it. They were done. And Baker got banged up. But, okay, I know it always comes back to Baker. Where is this vaunted defense? Where is one of the top defenses? Oh, my gosh, this is a great defense. They were non-existent. I mean, Mac Jones has played less than 10 games. You're, 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 he looks like Brady out there. Like, you got to – I, I got to start with the defense looking lame because you don't have your two starting running backs. Baker is, you know, playing with a banged-up shoulder. But, you know, you didn't put any pressure on Mac Jones. You hit him twice in the game. That was it. I mean, that's – I don't know who's winning the North – I, I guess the Ravens would be the favorites right now, but, you know, the Steelers tie the Lions without Ben Roethlisberger. Man, there's a couple of teams where you go, man, like the Packers with Jordan Love, the Steelers with Mason Rudolph, and you're like, whoo, man, maybe you don't want these guys to leave anytime soon here. Yeah, McLovin. We've been seeing Mason Rudolph lose games oh, for a while now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, they've got a larger sample size in Pittsburgh than Green Bay does with Jordan Love. And even yesterday with Aaron Rodgers, he played okay. But that defense, defense is great. Without two of their starters. And, you know, granted it was Russ coming back from the injury, but you shut him out. That's impressive. And even what they did against Kansas City, because Kansas City blew out the Raiders, but that defense did shut down Patrick Mahomes, even though they lost that game. That's what's kind of scary here, because if Green Bay is offensively what we think they're going to be, and Aaron Jones is not gone for the rest of the season, A.J. Dillon, and yes, I raised my hand. I was one of those people who said, why are you drafting another running back and not a wide receiver? And A.J. Dillon remembered that because he said it after the game. He goes, yeah, I heard. I remember. And he played well yesterday. And uh, I just think, you know, they can run the football. And you saw that yesterday. They were able to do that. But, you know, if they have this top five defense and, and you get some, you know, a couple of these players back by December, then that's what's dangerous about Green Bay. You always expect an offense. It's like Kansas City. You saw the offense, but can they play? Can they be a consistent defensive team as well? And they blew out the Raiders. The Raiders are who we thought they were. I mean, every year you're like, I don't know, the Raiders, uh, Derek Carr, MVP candidate. I'm like, they're the Raiders. Like, this happens every single year. Yes, McLovin. Uh, Seaton brought up an interesting point on Seahawks Packers. Should Russell Wilson have been out there, especially as it was cold and snowy? I was surprised with, they're down 17 and a minute to go, and he's still out there trying to score a touchdown. I just don't. 
I don't need him out there. Take him out. But, you know, he wanted to be there. He wanted to go against Rodgers. He played his college ball at Wisconsin. You know, this was a big deal for him to be able to be ready for this game. They should be... Like you always, you look at this and you go, okay, they got they got some weapons here, but for some reason, it just never feels like it's fluid. Where you go, okay, there's a couple of good plays and then uh, three and out. Or there's a couple of good, oh, there's a big play and then it's three and out. You, you know, you got three wins right now. You're three and six. It goes back to what I said at the start of the year, not even knowing what was going to happen with Seattle. I think this is the last year of Russ in Seattle. And if they don't make the playoffs, which it doesn't look like they're going to, then what are you going to do? You know, you you don't even have your first-round draft pick. You gave that to the Jets for Jamal Adams. That You know, this is... Feels like there's a couple of teams that will be moving on from their quarterbacks. And it might be Green Bay. Uh, it might be Seattle. Pittsburgh. You know, there's a few of them in there. And does Cam Newton all of a sudden become Carolina's starting quarterback next season? That's what I'd be curious about because you already paid Sam Darnold. You gave up draft picks. You know, they're paying, I think it's like $60 million trying to find Cam's replacement and draft picks that they gave up. I know David Tepper is worth $15 billion. Uh, you know, his his uh, net, net worth is $15 billion. But I don't know if you want to be spending, you know, a billion on trying to get your quarterback here. <laughs> and they're going to be on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes as well. Like it's, that's a mess. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey, I never would have signed him into the second year, second uh, contract there. When he's in, you know, it's great to have him in, but I, there's no guarantee he's going to be able to play. Be consistent. This program is brought to you by the great folks at Simply Save Home Security, giving you, my listeners, 50% off their award-winning home security. Learn more, get 50% off your new system. Visit simplysafedan.com. Any other poll questions aside from, okay. you know, the Texas game, I, I, I started watching later in the second half, and I thought, oh, my God, how is this possible? Like Kansas is always terrible. Although I think they have a head coach who probably won't be long for Kansas. He was at Wisconsin Whitewater, I think. He was in the MAC, and he goes there uh, to Kansas. And I, I apologize, I don't know his name. Uh, but he won't be at Kansas, I don't think, for a long period of time because somebody will hire him and, and give him a raise. Yeah, McLovin. I've seen Lance Leopold. Leopold, yeah. Okay. But he's got success, and it seems like they do respond to him. And, and then that's a huge win. Huge win. Uh, Oklahoma, I'm not surprised they lost to Baylor. I mean, Baylor's a top 15 team. They're playing in Waco. But that's a devastating loss when it comes to, hey, if they go undefeated, they're getting, yeah, they, yeah, but they, they're not going undefeated. Um, who else do we have in there, McLovin? Oh, definitely uh, uh, the Browns, but the Bucks. Yeah. Or is that not? Does that one not bother you? It doesn't sound like that loss really says anything big. No, picture. because you, you know once they get everybody healthy, that that's when I that you don't have Gronk and you don't have Antonio Brown. This is what happened to this team last November, and Bruce Arians. Uh, I think we have Bruce Arians. Some sound from Bruce, the Buccaneers coach. He wasn't happy, obviously, after the game. Energy and passion is very fixed. The penalties, they got to get corrected sooner or later. First play of the game, we're shifting and we jump off sides. I mean, they don't even run a play and we jump off sides. That's just the stupidity has to go away if we're going to go anywhere. Okay. 
But he didn't say, hey, I take the blame. Like he, you know, we, we've been seeing coaches who say that. Yeah, Paul. We had a big, uh, I take the blame, Arthur Smith, Artie Smith of the uh, Falcons. Yeah. This one's on me, he said. Mm. We were totally unprepared, and that's on me and the coaching staff. The follow-up question was not, when did you realize you were unprepared? Mm. Which I'm hoping someday. <laughs> like, was it pregame during the anthem? Maybe you know, th- Thursday I knew we were going to be unprepared for this game. We shouldn't have gone on the flight to Dallas here. By the way, the people who do send me Jimmy Jimerson clips, uh, thank you. <laughs> but you don't have to keep sending me Jimmy Jimerson clips that this person said this. And uh, there was an analyst who said, and I don't want to say the team because then you'll probably know who said it. But they said, uh, this defense is going to give you everything they can. And I thought, if the quote was, this defense won't give you everything they can, then that would have been, you know, something interesting. This defense tries when they want to. <laughs> like, but, you know, you, you don't realize, like, you feel like you got to fill up all the, all the space, all the time in a, in a broadcast or pregame. And sometimes you just say something, you go, what? Somebody said this to me yesterday. Hey, on the coin toss, why don't you take uh, downhill instead of the ball? You know, because we always say, oh, that team runs downhill. And they're like, uh, why don't you just say, yeah, uh, we, uh, we won the toss. We want downhill. Seems like that'd be a real advantage for a team. Yeah, Paul. And if there's a stadium where it actually tilts where one side <laughs> of the field is higher than the other, I would like to know. That seems like a violation. We're going to take downhill. Yeah. Yes, Eden. <laughs> Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach, yesterday after their tie said, hey, we didn't win, but we didn't lose. Okay. It's factually, factually true. That is factually correct, yeah. If you're a Lions fan, would you have rather lost the game <laughs> than tied? Like, I don't know. It's I, I felt bad. Because I do like Dan Campbell. I think he, I mean, he cares. He tries hard, gets emotional. Uh, Jared Goff's a friend of the show. But you just watch and you go, they're, they're somehow going to lose in heartbreaking fashion. They they tied in heartbreaking fashion. Normally that doesn't happen when you say, we tied in heartbreaking fashion. Those are your lines. Yeah, Paulie. Yeah, a lot of people don't like a tie and think there should be a, a system where it eliminates any chance of a tie. But isn't it fair? Because neither team deserved a victory yesterday. Those two teams didn't deserve a win in their column. Yeah. Peter King will join us, and uh, we'll talk to Carson Palmer a little bit later on. Everything okay with the Kansas City Chiefs now? Is everything okay with Patrick Mahomes now? Probably so. Probably won't hear much about that today as we have the last couple of weeks. All right, take a break. 15 after the hour. Just getting started on this Monday, Dan and the Dan and Stan Patrick Show. It is amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. I was in Maine over the weekend, and I used my Discover credit card when I was up there. No limit on how much you can earn. It's amazing. Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. That means when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations do apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, 
Five-star sales service financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz vans, built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything, go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. I know I don't do it very often where you want to have a hot take every week at this time. You go, I know exactly how that player is going to be or how that team is going to be. I don't. I don't approach it that way because I remember when everybody jumped off Patrick Mahomes' bandwagon and they thought they would take Justin Herbert over Patrick Mahomes. And I said, are you sticking with that now? Because we make these statements and then we feel like, well, nobody is listening or recording or remembering. And there are times when I go, I just don't know. Like if you said, give me a declarative statement where you go, that's going to happen this season at the end of the year. I don't know how many of those comments that I would have. You know, do I think Green Bay is still going to be there at the end of the year? Am I surprised at their defense? Yes. Do I think the Chiefs are going to be there? The Patriots, I thought, are a playoff team. I don't know if they're that good, but they were good yesterday. Is Cam going to be the starter the rest of the year? I don't know. I'm just enjoying the ride. But it feels like I'm in the minority in this business if you don't have that declarative statement that says, I know exactly how this is going to play out. Here's something for you before we get to the great Peter King. There's one team in the league that has led by at least seven points in every game this season. Anybody want to take a guess? One team has had a lead of at least seven points in every single game this season. Paulie? Uh, Titans? No. Seton? The Rams? No. McLovin? This is just based on the way you're saying it. Minnesota Vikings? Yes! Ding, ding, ding! The Vikings are... They're also the first team to lead by at least seven points in each of the first nine games of a season while posting a losing record. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Peter King, Football Morning in America. Must read column, NBCSports.com. Pete joins us now. Pete, the oddest game of the weekend was turned in by who? Oh, I would say the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I was stunned at the relative incompetence of the Browns. I mean, we all love the Browns going into this year. I don't know anybody who thought that they were going to be lousy. And who knows? They might not be lousy, but they're lousy right now. And that really surprises me. Now, some of that has to be due to Baker Mayfield's physical health. I get it. Uh, But regardless of that, they've just not been good. And I think, you know, last night when I was just fiddling around a little bit, I was looking at the standings. And the one thing about the standings this morning that really surprises me, the Cleveland Browns have surrendered more points than they have scored. I mean, that just seems impossible to me. But, hey, every week in the NFL – and, Dan, look, you talk about predictions – The one thing I will always remember about our time together at NBC in that in that viewing room when we would sit together for years and watch the games every Sunday at about 1250 p.m. You would come out with your upset of the day. And I swear you were right about seven out of every 10 games. Yeah. It was uncanny. It was ab- like a couple of weeks ago, you would have said, I like the Jets over the Bengals. And we would have all said, you're out of your friggin' mind. <laughs> and yet you would have been right. Now, you weren't right all the time. That's impossible. But that's, 
that is a little bit of a skill that you have that not many people do. I just don't know what to buy into now. Like, is there's if if these were stocks, these teams were stocks. Are you buying into the Cowboys? Based- I'm buying the Patriots. Oh, okay. I'm definitely buying the Patriots now. Am I buying the Patriots to play in February? No. I, I mean, they might. I, I don't know whether they will or they won't. But I'm buying the Patriots because I think in recent weeks, they have played so well defensively, and they have a quarterback who week after week after week, Yeah, I said this to somebody the other day on some talk show or other, and I said, you know, He's far and away the best rookie quarterback in football, and it's not even close. They say, well, wait a second. You know, he's on a better team than Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. I said, I I mean, would you have said that uh, on Labor Day weekend? Uh, Maybe part of the reason he's on a better team is because he's better. And, uh, you know, he's – I think he's been terrific. But if you look at what they have done defensively, uh, and how many weapons they have on defense. Like I named Kyle Duggar one of my defensive players of the week this week. But as I said in my thing, I could name 10 Patriots. So many guys are having an impact on defense on this team. And, you know, if you look at the Patriots, it's another thing. They've outscored the opposition by 98 points now. So, I mean, this is, this is not any fluky thing. And, you know, the other thing about the Patriots, I was not a big fan of paying big money to Matthew Judon because the Ravens usually know when to hold them, when to fold them. And they usually fold them, and they're usually right. Matthew Judon is a force of nature. And uh, so, I don't know. I think the Patriots are going to be – uh, hard to eliminate this year. Yeah, I think they're a playoff team. Um, with what you saw with the Chiefs against the Raiders, is that more about the Raiders or more about the Chiefs? Uh, no, I think it was – I think it's definitely a little bit of both. Uh, I think that not necessarily on the field but off the field, there has to be some sort of impact with everything that's happened to them. This is a franchise that's absolutely, totally adrift. Uh, And Derek Carr has played two games in a row where you say, now that's one of the reasons why we don't call him a top 10 quarterback. I mean, he's gone from being a legitimate guy who's in the discussion for MVP to say, why did he just throw that ball three feet over that guy's head? Um, and, And look, everybody has bad games. Everybody has slumps. I still think Derek Carr is pretty good, but... I mean, he's been bad the last two weeks. Um, I think, but I, I mean, I talked to Patrick Mahomes after the game last night, and I came away feeling like uh, that the absolute unequivocal best thing about Patrick Mahomes is that, you know, he doesn't think the sky is falling. And, you know, I, I asked him last night, Dan, I said, hey, Patrick, I said, have, have you ever thought in the last month when you probably know the outside world thinks you guys are, are, you know, are bad and that it's over and you have fallen to earth? I said, Did you ever stare at the ceiling and say, what's wrong with me? Uh, and he goes, no, I didn't. Pause. 
end of answer. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and so that's, isn't that what you want in your quarterback? You want a quarterback who is introspective and who says, hmm, why isn't this working? Hey, Andy, let's sit down and talk about why it isn't working. And they did many times. You know what Andy Reid told Patrick Mahomes this week before this game? Hey, listen, take the check down if it's there, but be you. And isn't that what you want in your coach? Don't you want that trust and faith in your coach? And look, he's going to have some rocky times. It would be totally unnatural. No quarterback who's ever played has had three years and multiply that times uh, times five, and that's your career for the first three years. It it can't happen. But I think he got everybody spoiled to that fact, but I thought he was terrific last night. What did you make of the Packers and Seattle game? Dan, in my opinion, uh, I thought that – I mean, as I wrote, I said, you know, we played a half a season of games, and there's few games, if any – that have made so many loud statements as that game. Probably the loudest statement in that game is that the Green Bay Packers do not need vintage Aaron Rodgers to beat a good team. And I still think Seattle's a good team. They're not a great team, but they're a good team. And, and, you know, and look at what happened with A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon basically was Jim Taylor in 1965, you know, for those of us of a certain age. Well, I was only eight then, but, you know, he was a big back doing big back things, carrying Bobby Wagner into the end zone. And and then what else do you make of it? I mean, you also make of it that you really have to question, uh, first of all, whether they can respond this year and whether the Seahawks, in my opinion, should think – I'm not saying they should, but should they think of trading Russell Wilson for three ones and a good player in March? I, I mean, I think it, the automatic answer is absolutely categorically not. You don't trade a great quarterback. You don't do it. Well, if he's going to be really unhappy uh, – and I'm not saying that he will be, but I'm saying that you shouldn't just dismiss it out of hand. John Schneider found Russell Wilson with the 77th pick in the draft nine years ago, and I'm sure he has faith in his ability to find another quarterback in the draft. I don't know if that'll happen truly, but that game said a lot of made a lot of bold statements to me. He's Peter King. Football Morning in America is the column to read, NBCSports.com. Uh, how did how did this all play out with the Rams getting OBJ and and what role do you think he plays tonight? I think he plays ten to twenty snaps. They're going to play two, uh, one seventh round pick, a receiver from Notre Dame. I forget the guy's name, uh, and they're going to play another guy named JJ Koski. Uh, you know these guys are not household names in their own household and. They're going to play tonight, I think, probably a lot of snaps. I think the, the, the Rams, and I think Sean McVay is just a little bit concerned about force-feeding too much. It's like what Matt Rule told me after the game they, yesterday. They didn't decide what to do with Cam Newton until the morning of the game. Okay, are you comfortable if we put in these plays? You know, there's only like three or four plays that they – that he had practiced, that he had studied, that he knew everything about. Are you comfortable? Yeah, okay, then 
then let's have him have this in the game plan. And Newton was perfect at him, obviously. He's done those before. But I think with Odell, I think he might play a few snaps just to kind of get his feet wet. But this, the, I don't think Sean McVay wants to force him in before he's fully ready to play. Then they got the bye, and then I think he'll be ready to be a full-time participant uh, when they come back from the bye. How does this play out with John Gruden suing the NFL? I mean, I doubt he'll win, Dan. Uh, it just, you know, this reminds me so much of, uh, of what Al Davis used to do with Pete Rozelle. Uh, you know, the former Raiders owner, the former NFL commissioner. Al Davis made it personal. John Gruden is going to make it personal. As somebody who knows Gruden told me over the weekend, why not? He's got nothing to lose. He knows he's not working in the game again. So he's going to lob Molotov cocktails at Park Avenue. uh, And he doesn't care who's hurt in the process. How about him? He just woke up one day and all of a sudden uh, he wasn't the coach of the Raiders anymore. (laughs) You know, and it reminds me of what George Young, the general manager used to of the Giants, used to say when when we would talk to him about one controversy or another, and he goes, I'm just over here picking my nose and I get in trouble. Now, obviously, Gruden did something to cause that, so I'm not saying certainly that he's blameless, but I think he just feels right now, Dan, why not throw everything up against the league and see if we can make something stick? But I continue to say, in my opinion – it's it's senseless to think that the league released these uh, these emails. Now, you know somebody connected with the league. Who who knows? I don't have any idea who did it, honestly. But it doesn't strike me as logical to think that they would release emails that would really besmirch the reputation of their chief legal counsel Jeff Pash, who everybody in that in that office loves. So I, I would be surprised if he would win the lawsuit. I just, has anybody come up with any logic that they knew this in the summer? They knew these emails existed with John Gruden, but yes. they kept, then they brought him up during the season. But would they have brought them up? Would they have brought them up if uh, there wasn't noise about them leaking? That's the question to answer. I think it was a Thursday night when Andrew Beaton of the Wall Street Journal called the Raiders. Might have been Wednesday. I forget when it was exactly. Uh, And then by Monday, Gruden was gone. I'm just not sure that the NFL would have released uh, or would have, you know, would have sent those emails to the Raiders at that time. You know, maybe they would have done it at another time. And maybe you could argue that, hey, they should have gone out and presented to Mark Davis all the evidence they had in June and said, what do you want to do about this? And what he would have done, I don't know. But that is a justifiable criticism on the NFL. You know, they basically let the emails sit there and percolate. And then somehow, some way, they got in the hands of the media and that's when all heck broke loose. I'm guessing that Urban Meyer is okay in Jacksonville. They they put up a good fight, and he had a pretty good month considering what happened prior to that. Um, but Jacksonville played the Colts, you know, they went toe-to-toe. What do you make of the Jags moving on uh, 
second half of the season? Well, Dan, uh, they've won two games in the last among the last four. They're two and two. You know, they got beat up by Seattle, and they brought Indianapolis right to the end. Uh, I would doubt sincerely at all that uh, Shad Khan, uh, who has placed a lot of faith in Urban Meyer to fix this, uh, that he's having any thoughts of moving on. I'm sure that Urban Meyer, barring something weird, and again, I say barring something weird because with Urban Meyer, there might be something weird. There has been something weird mm-hmm. already. So, but no, I don't think he's in any danger uh, as long as things continue sort of the way they are. Pete, always good to talk to you. We appreciate your time as always. Thank you, buddy. Okay, Dan, thank you. That's Peter King, Football Morning in America, and of course, a contributor to NBC Sports. Football Night America. Yeah, I don't think anything's happening to Urban Meyer, but I do think that, you know, he got off the canvas and they calmed things down. That's why the NFL is week to week from the standpoint of what the headline is. Because if you go back and you go, okay, what's the headline this week? And then the NFL gets to Sunday. Those headlines go away because other headlines come up. And if you go back to September with Urban Meyer, to where we are today, where they have a chance to beat Indianapolis. They beat Buffalo. And I'm not saying he's a great coach and you know he's the next Lombardi, but it feels like he moved past something that felt really tenuous. And this is what happens with the NFL. Headline this week, it'll, it'll last for three or four days, five, then... All of a sudden, you play a game. You know, the Chiefs, oh, my God, they're in last place. And I go, yeah, but they're a, a half a game out of first place. Like, let's, the, the sky isn't falling on the Chiefs yet. And you saw that yesterday beating the Raiders in convincing fashion. Now, here's, here's the headline to keep an eye on for next week. Dallas and Kansas City meet one another. If Dallas plays great, they're going to be the Super Bowl favorite. If Kansas City wins the game, then we're going to reassess Kansas City and say, are they the team to beat in the AFC? Guaranteed to happen. Even though Green Bay might be the best team right now, Tampa's going to get healthier. Um, I don't know what to make of Arizona. Like, there's certain teams where you go, maybe. Dallas feels like they're a quality playoff team, a Super Bowl contender. But if they don't win this game, if they somehow get blown out, then we're going to have a referendum on, on them or, you know, the Cowboys moving forward and the Chiefs. That'll be your headline probably next week because those are two really popular teams. They're going to get clicks and people are going to have an opinion on that. We'll take a break. Play of the Day is up next and your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend, back after this. The hot cars, the all-time greats. There's only one place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and the NFLPA. Panini America utilizes iconic brands. They have Donruss, Prism, Contenders, National Treasures, and more. Delivering instant classic trading cards, most popular players, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and so many more. They have autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards. There's something for everyone in Panini America. America packs, and it's more than just the NFL. Panini is the exclusive home for the NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. Some of the matchups for Week 11, it'll be Mac Jones and Kyle Pitts squaring off New England and Atlanta. 
Tough showdown for Trevor Lawrence and the Jags against Jimmy G, Dak Prescott, and Patrick Mahomes. They will meet up against one another. That means start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh my God! The play, the play, play. of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Mahomes moving to his left, holding it now, steps up and is going to pump fake it. Now throws across his body left for the end zone, and the pass is going to be caught in the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Darrell Williams doing his best. Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Mahomes finished with five touchdown passes since coming into the league in 2017. Mahomes has five games with five touchdown passes, most in the NFL. That's courtesy of 106.5 The Wolf, the Chiefs radio network. Play of the day brought to you by M-Drive. You want to lose weight? Try M-Drive Lean Protein Powder. Backed by Real Science to help you lose weight. You can find it at mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime. With M-Drive, for the second consecutive week, four teams, Carolina, Miami, Minnesota, and Washington, came into the week with a 500 or below winning percentage, and all four defeated teams that began the week in first place or tied for first place. Kind of felt like a stat of the day. Maybe, 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 maybe not. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Somebody's a little slow on the trigger over there on the other side. I got the first one then. Yeah. Wasn't slow on the trigger for that one. Well, but I like, is there a a one stat of the day maximum per hour? Or is it stats of the day or stat of the day? Hmm. They're stats of the days. Which would be multiple days in a row. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Stats of the stats. hour. I mean, at this point, you've had two this hour. Yeah. Stats of the hour. Well, how about we throw in one more? Baker in Montana joins us with a stat of the day. Hi, Baker. What's on your mind today? Happy Monday there, Mr. Dan. Um, yeah, I've got a stat of the day that indirectly relates to Justin Tucker's recent 66-yard uh, record-setting field goal in the NFL. But first, first, more importantly, belated congratulations for you and the well-deserved uh, induction into the Radio Hall of Fame. It's a fantastic distinction. Thank you, Baker. Uh, and in my book, by the way, you and the Danettes are pound for pound the single greatest team in sports radio history. <laughs> pound for pound. Pound for that, that's pound. right. That was a shot. Help, but... That was a shot. I know what I, I hear a shot. I know when I hear a shot on a Monday morning. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, so what's your stat of the day, Baker? Well, first, hold on. Could we get queued up the original Jamie Johnston metal version, please? I've got to, I'm ready to hit the post there.
When Texas Tech beat Iowa State on Saturday with a walk-off 62-yard field goal, I thought it might be a college record. But the actual record for the longest field goal in college history is 67 yards. A feat, pun intended, that was actually achieved by three different teams all in the 1977 season. Well done, Baker. Well done there, stat of the day. Russell Erksleben is one of those guys. Tony Franklin might be the other guy. I don't know the third kicker to have a field goal of that range. So there's, he said I got there, one. I'm just Googling it. Is there someone? What's the first name you said? Sorry. Russell Erksleben. Ove Johansson of Abilene Christian. Oh, okay. A 67-yarder? I think so. How is this possible that three dudes hit 67-yard field goals in 1977? And it hasn't happened since. But Russell Erksleben, I think it was drafted by the Saints uh, from Texas. And Tony Franklin played for the Eagles. Barefoot kicker. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, there's your another stats of the day there. Best and worst of the weekend. I know, but I didn't call for that. We already had a stat of the day. Yeah, I heard you say it's another stat of the day, so I thought. Oh, so that, was like so that just triggered lines. something? You didn't hit the music again. <laughs> <laughs> Al in Atlanta leads us off. Best and worst of the weekend. Hi, Al. Morning, Dan. Morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Best of the weekend, I mean, I guess I have to have one, was getting to watch my first ever Everton Women's FC FA Cup game. Ended in a draw against Man United Women's FC, but, you know, that's, that's the best part. <laughs> and then the worst. I thought seeing another 28-3 to in a Falcons game, this time with the Falcons down, 28-3 to would be the worst feeling I had on a Sunday. Wrong. Wrong. Wait two minutes. There's a block punt. We're down 36-3. to <laughs> And then the next thing you know, the game ends 43-3. to Like, I didn't even think that was possible. Yeah, but you can't NFL have game. any. I mean, thank you, Al. But you can't have that much hope with the Falcons already beating the Saints. Cowboys coming off a loss. You go to Dallas, and you got roughed up. Like, you can't be surprised. All right. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Like, Jeff can't be surprised that the Lions gave him misery in a different way with a tie against Pittsburgh. Daniel, Danny, not at all. Happy Monday <laughs> to you guys. Listen, it's, it's to the point that Allen, Atlanta, just calm down. If your team, your team is like mine and it truly sucks, dude, I, I, I promise you. It'll be all right. I mean, we are never getting out of the basement. Listen, Dan, how is it that you lose? but you don't win and still don't get anywhere with the fit. I apologize. I, I, I'm at a loss of words because that football that we saw yesterday was some of the worst, was really some of the worst. And I guess my next question for you is, who do you have a bigger question for, the Cleveland Browns or uh, Bill Belichick and the uh, Patriots? All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. Um, look, I, th I thought both teams were going to be playoff teams, but – Cleveland has been disappointing. The defense. I mean, the fact that, and Peter King brought this up, you're outscoring the opposition by close to 100 points. Cleveland's been outscored this year. But they have those moments where you go, okay, let me wait till everybody's healthy. 
And, you know, there are some teams that won't be completely healthy. But if Cleveland gets their running backs back and, you know, Baker's going to be, you know, limited the rest of the season. But the defense, where, where's Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year after the first couple of weeks? Like, somebody's got to step up here. One hour in the books, two more to go. More phone calls coming up. We'll give you our best and worst after this. Oh, one more item before we close out our 1M Drive. Aging makes it tough to lose weight and keep it off. That's why I want to tell you about something that M Drive has come up with. Their new product is called M Drive Lean. Powerful protein supplement for driven men who want to lose weight, look good, and perform at their best no matter what their age is. M Drive Lean. First of its kind protein powder formulated with Morisil. That's a clinically tested blood orange extract that supports reduction in weight, waist size, and body mass. It's weight loss backed by real science to help fuel your daily drive. Visit mdrivedan.com. Try it for yourself. There's free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose except for some extra pounds. Shed extra pounds, feel good, perform at your best every day. You can go to mdrivedan.com. Try it for yourself. M Drive Lean. Lose weight, feel good, M Drive Lean. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. That's mdrivedan.com and tell them we sent you.